Welcome to Tina, a podcast that digs deeper into the thoughts of teenagers' minds about the wonders of the world. If you're new here, I am your host, Isabella. And I'm Glenn. If you're not, welcome back. Here's a quick disclaimer. If we made any mistakes, please email us and tell us. Thank you. Since we're talking about art this month, we're going to look at some of the art movements in the past. There are a ton of movements, more than we could ever think of. Therefore, we're only going to focus on the bigger picture today. Okay, so the history of art, basically, we're going to start with prehistoric art. Okay. Which is around the Stone Age. So um, before we head straight into that, prehistoric art, is basically the time before language and words were invented, before there were any records Mm -hmm. left behind for us modern people to look at. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to read a little quote here. Prehistoric culture and creativity is closely associated with brain size and efficiency, which impacts directly on higher functions such as language, creative expression, and ultimately aesthetics. So we started to look at prehistoric art when we noticed that there were some items made or like little drawings that were made to just keep record and to create something just to be looked at that had no other functions other than um, looking at it. So prehistoric art, which is around the Stone Age, 2.5 million years to around 3000 BCE, Mm -hmm. around this age there are three big eras um the first one is paleolithic during this time mostly the art that we found was cave painting so cave painting is just paints in caves and they were sort of like a prehistoric art gallery and these people would paint like animals and hunting scenes or like very abstract or symbolic drawings or, you know, symbols to represent what they were doing at that time. So one of the examples was in Spain, Altamira Cave in Spain. Um, there were images of bison and deer. And this next era is Mesolithic, which was around 10,000 to 4,000 BCE. At that time, they had warmer weather. They moved to uh, outdoor sites instead of caves, like all across Europe, Asia, Africa, Australia, and the Americas. Mesolithic art draws more than just animals. They move on to like human figures and, you know, more like other nature things. And they also did some 3D art, like standing sculptures, which I thought was pretty cool. And they had other forms like bracelets and painted pebbles and decorative drawings, you know, on functional objects uh, like ancient pottery uh, in the Japanese Mm -hmm. Jomon culture. So they started painting other objects rather than a cave wall. And moving on to this era called Neolithic, which is around 4000 to 2000 BCE, the way that they were living um, those people at that time were more settled, so they don't just, you know, create art anywhere. They would start doing more things like pottery and weaving, you know, what people do after they settled down in a village or something. 
They also did other things like ornamentation and decoration, like Chinese calligraphy. Um, they started doing drawings using calligraphy, and this started to appear during this time. And Neolithic art also has freestanding sculptures as well. They also use bronze. Um, they also have jewelry and artifacts.、Mm-hmm. The most important type of art during that time was the architecture, like the well-known Egyptian pyramids and the tombs of Northern Europe. And another really famous one is the Stonehenge Stone Circle.、Um, another major media was their ceramic pottery. A lot of these were seen in the region of Mesopotamia, and they started doing pottery and stuff like that. So, moving on to this next part is the Bronze Age. One of the most significant type is the Persian art. They started not just making accessories and things; they started to decorate their architecture, like the stone mosaics,、um, decorating the walls, and they. Didn't just use pottery because they've moved on to the Bronze Age, so like silver and stuff. They also had frescoes and illuminated manuscripts, like carpet making and silk weaving. Ooh, fancy! I know, so fancy. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like around the Sassanid era.、Um, I'm unsure if I said it cor- correctly or not. It was around 226 to 650 CE.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they also had rock sculptures carved out of limestones. Um, so you could see from here that their technology have improved a lot. And during Bronze Age, they also had metalwork. You could see that in Chinese bronze work, which is around seventeen fifty BCE. They had bronze plagues and sculptures, often decorated with jade. So moving on to the next age, Iron Age. The Iron Age is around fifteen hundred to two hundred BCE. Around this age, the art of classical antiquity grew a lot, especially around like Greece and the Eastern Mediterranean. And this rise co- coincided with the Greek influence culture. So I p- suppose that the Greek art and culture is very important during this time. Uh, to our Europe,、um, this time Greek, you know, was obviously influenced by a lot of other cultures, like the Roman culture, and how they have produced art and other types of art. And unfortunately, a lot of the Greek paintings and sculptures were lost throughout history, and right now we could only see parts of these sculptures. Okay, so quickly moving on to this Dark Ages, or we could say Middle Ages artwork.、Um, during this time, I would say that art was affected by religion a lot. So、um, it was around when Christianity started to rise, like Constantinople.、Um, so Christianity was very prosperous. I would say, and a lot of followers, you know, and so a lot of their art were affected by Christianity. Okay, so focusing on Byzantine art, they specialized in two D painting, including like you know、uh, manuscripts 
like I- illumination. Mm-hmm. Um, their work influenced a lot of artists throughout Western and Central Europe, and also the Islamic countries of the Middle East. Right. Okay. So next, moving to the eastern part of the world, the East Asia, around India and Tibet, they use really highly colored figures. Like they had a rind, wide range of pigments and strong outlines. A lot of their art were very diverse, and at that time, India was starting out to have Hinduism and Buddhism. So they also, um, those religions also affected the arts. Mm-hmm. They also had other materials like textiles that they could paint on and create with. And the Chinese art specialized in ceremonial bronze sculpture and also calligraphy and jade carving and Chinese pottery. Yeah, we can still see that today. Like in many public spaces, we can see bronze sculptures. Right. Especially of like historic figures. Right. A lot of historic figures like to get painted. I don't know. <laughs> so... Back to where I was saying how Christianity affected the arts uh, in Europe. A lot of the buildings were also focused on Christianity, like the buildings of cathedrals and um, elevated gospels and manuscripts. A lot were drawing Jesus' uh, face, and others are drawings are also in cathedrals like that. Mm-hmm. And this time, Gothic was also very famous, and they were used on these cathedrals as well, like the pointed arches and stained glass. Right. And during this time, stained glass really popular uh, as well. Uh huh. You can still see that today. Yeah, like a lot of the cathedrals had the pre- the preserved stained glass even till now, like the Notre Dame Church that burned down a while ago but that was a famous one that represented this time the society back then christianity was the most important part of their lives so a lot of people you know like the pope or people in high positions um in christian society would invest in art and invest in things that are aesthetically pleasing so that moves us towards the renaissance The Renaissance was founded on classicism. It is an appreciation of the arts of classical antiquity, a belief in the nobility of man, as well as artistic advances in both linear perspective and realism. Um, A good representation of that was the Last Supper, and realism is just trying to depict everything realistically and not to romanticize anything. Um, and Renaissance started in three main Italian cities, uh, first Florence, then Rome, and lastly Venice. So the Renaissance architecture used a lot of aspects of the ancient Greece and Rome as well. And they also preserved a lot of those uh, features of Byzantine and Gothic inventions, such as domes and towers. Yeah, I guess my impression of Renaissance is like a time where people chase for perfection right and it's just so aesthetically pleasing and everything is just you know perfect perfect body perfect weather Mm -hmm. i guess that's like derived from the ancient greece yeah kind of 
Uh, to refer back to the first episode, what is art? I think that during the Renaissance, it is a defined de- definition. If they didn't meet the standard, nobody would call this art. Right. Totally. Yeah, and there were a lot of well-known artists around that time, like Michelangelo. Like he met the standards of these people. Hmm. So he was really famous. So after the break, we are going to talk about post-Renaissance and modern art and contemporary art. Welcome back. Now we're going to talk about post-Renaissance, modern art, and contemporary art. Okay, so post-Renaissance, one of the very big. Artistic movement, um, art movement was the Baroque art, which was around the 16 to the 1700s. This um, art was po- particularly popular during the Catholic Counter Reformation.、Mm-hmm. So it was just basically Catholic people trying to make their followers not、um, not turn into a Protestant.、Um, so they used visual arts and architectures to do propaganda campaign. So this became more grander and more theatrical than the Renaissance times. So their architectures started to widen their series of colonnades and cathedrals, started to you know impress all the visitors that came to the Catholic Church to make them feel like they're embraced by the arms of Catholic Church. Yeah, so basically make them feel like they are welcome, so they wouldn't go the other way. Yeah, become Protestants. So. What this art movement was trying to do here was to create a gigantic scale type of art and just to induce the feelings of awe to believe more in Catholics.、Mm-hmm. So moving on to this next art movement called Romanticism, it was around the 1790s to 1830. Romanticism was basically expressing something more personal. You know, and deeper into their senses and emotions rather than reasoning and intellect.、Um, a lot of their art were about nature and expressing what they feel, looking at nature. Right, kind of like literature, right? Yeah, a lot like literature, where they express what is going on in their, you know, individual self and personal life,、mm-hmm. rather than nature. So moving on to the next one is realism. It was a- around 1840s. This is where people started to grow awareness of the rights of men and the social impact of the Industrial Revolution. So artists start to move away from idealistic or romantic subjects. So they started to depict things that were more mundane and more true life things, more realistic. They want to stop. Being so idealistic and trying to make people see what they're actually going through,、mm-hmm. um, which is also a style of naturalism, like literature of that time.、Um, realism, like they talked about war, which is very realistic, and depicting what they were going through at that time.、Um, after post Renaissance, we're moving towards modern art. One of the most famous art movements is、um, Impressionism, which was around 1870 to the 80s.、Um, Impressionists basically wanted to reproduce fleeting moments of the outdoors, the nature. So basically, it's just trying to capture maybe a sunset under like a very short amount of time. So it was more like an impression 
than a closely drawn picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, for example, if the object is actually dark purple, the artists don't have to be careful about this. They would just paint it purple, and you know, just trying to capture down the essence of what um, the artist was looking at. Right. This also affected like other. Revolutionary art movements like Cubism, which was what Picasso did. Yeah, that was a cool one. Yeah, so Cubism was basically painting things through different views, maybe like rearranging what that item looks like. Right. It was very abstract, and it's basically just a photographer taking photos of the same object from different angles, and you know, cutting them up and rearranging. Them into like a collage. Oh, yeah, basically like a collage. Okay, so basically the next art style is expressionist art. Um, it was just to express a personal interpretation of a scene or object rather than depict its true life features. Um, it's often characterized by um really big brush strokes and intense colors and bold lines. Yeah, which was the art trying to express what they were thinking and looking at things. Talking of bold lines, they moved on to pop art. Um, I personally really like pop art. It's a form of art, um, like graphic art, to create a lively, high impact medium. Yeah, and like it's very colorful, right? Right, and I believe it was popular after after World War Two. Yeah, um, I don't know if you've seen the Marilyn Monroe. There was this, I think. Oh, like in different colors. Yeah, six pictures put together of the same picture, um, but different colors. Yeah, that's like a very classic painting. Right, or like you know, the comics back then, like the DC comics or Wonder Woman or Superman, Batman, and coming to the last one, contemporary art. People also call it postmodernist art, which is around the nineteen seventies. And around the time where they emphasize style over substance, for example, they don't look for the what, but they look for the how, and they don't look for the art for the art's sakes, but for style for style's sake. Um, and that was a quote, and it stresses the importance of how the artist communicates with his or her audience. Uh huh. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, that makes more sense. And this movement embraced a wide variety of national styles of painting. And they all shared certain common characteristics, like extreme expressiveness of color, figurative subject matter, and significant surface activity and te- texturalism. And that was basically postmodernist painting. So I guess one thing that you guys might have noticed is that we mainly focus on like paintings and sculptures in these two episodes, but we just want to acknowledge that there are still other types of art, like. Music, filmmaking, dancing. Yeah, so it's just that you know it would make things a lot more complicated to consider other forms of art. And in a way, painting is kind of like the default style when you speak of art. Right. Not that other forms aren't you know of a lesser importance. Uh huh. Yeah, painting is the easiest to put into like categories and types, and. It sure is easier to explain. Yeah. So next week we will be exploring on this idea of art even more. Thank you for listening to this episode. 
we will upload a new episode every Thursday. Remember to like, follow, and share our podcasts with your friends and family. You could also share your idea and thoughts with us on our Instagram at teenup.podcast. You could also find us on YouTube, and we will be thrilled if you could subscribe and leave us a comment. Thank, Thank you and bye! bye.